Welcome, welcome, welcome. This episode of the Golf Guide podcast is proudly presented to you by GolfGuide.net and Pacific Coast Golf Guide magazine, two resources that give you information on every single golf course in the western United States. We're talking states of California, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, and Hawaii. Visit GolfGuide.net or pick up a copy of Pacific Coast Golf Guide magazine at a golf course near you and find the golf you need. All right, without any further delay, let's get back to it. Jess is here, the boatman himself. We're one day into the President's Cup, looking forward at the next three. Lots of stuff to digest and discuss, so let's get to it, everybody, with another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Guide Podcast. Uh, it has been far too long. You know, my my long lost co-host and uh, you know the, certainly the the far superior golfer of uh, of, of the duo uh, hosting this podcast, uh, Mr. Jess Mac is back. Boat. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and uh, it, it is really great to have you back, brother. Right right in the midst of what might be a tournament played on the best golf course that we get to watch all year. It's a pretty sweet track. Uh, happy to be back. Um, hopefully the, uh, U S turns it around today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so uh, let's just set the, uh, let's set the table here for everybody. We are recording this podcast post round one of the president's cup where the U S uh, I think to many surprisingly went down four one. I, I guess I'm a little surprised to the degree to which they got their ass kicked, but I also, I don't know, man, I felt like going to this tournament that, uh, the United States team could be in jeopardy if they didn't kind of get their get their shit together and you know play play that golf course the way that's supposed to be played. And it seemed like a lot of guys out there, you know, a little bit on both sides, but especially the Americans, just couldn't stop throwing the ball up in the air and getting themselves in trouble. Uh, so they're they're down four one. Some uh, sloppy ball striking. Um, yeah. So it the, was. Yeah. Share, share with me all your thoughts from yesterday. I was. Yeah. I mean, the, besides Tiger, uh, I mean, Cantley made four birdies, but. Uh, Dustin Johnson and Woodland look rusty. I mean, they um, the coverage was smart not to cover a lot of their swings. Um, <laughs> well, weren't they, weren't they four down through four? Yeah, I mean, Ooh. they can't. Use Hazen and the answer came out guns blazing. Um, but it's just, uh, I, you're who knows? Like even the announcers were like, and, and you know, Zinger's like, oh, the, they're going to get better every day. They're rusty. They got jet lag, which I, that makes sense to me. And um, as we've touched on, the President's Cup is obviously below the Ryder Cup in these team team competitions just because right. they just – it seems like it's a feed-up cruiser every time they play. Um, but it, it it was – I almost – I'm almost happy that they got just kind of drummed yesterday. Maybe it'll uh, fire those guys up a little bit. Um, surprisingly, you know, I – it might be the point in Tiger's career where he's like, okay, I, I really need to improve my, my team competition stats. Cause those, the, that's like the only thing that isn't good on his resume. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but he, he, he could have won that match by himself. I mean, yeah. Thomas even admitted, I mean, he, the guy didn't miss a shot. He was taking extra club, hitting a high feather fade on par threes. And his swing just looks unreal. It's, it, it looks I feel effortless like, right yes. now. That, thank you for mentioning that because I, I feel like I have not seen Tiger swing look this fluid and oh. this just dialed in since pre pre hydro timing is so good oh I mean his balance everything he, it looks like he's it's just just easy mm-hmm. it, it, the game looks really easy for him right now like I'm actually shocked he didn't put himself out first uh for today and last like okay JT <laughs> we're gonna go when like i don't want to get greedy you know let's say seven and six like i obviously i'd like to see 10 and eight but let's go seven and six and then that way i can just concede like the first four holes of the last match and then just come back and dominate and win that that point too <laughs> um uh, based on what i saw yesterday that might be the u.s's best chance it might be um I, yeah i mean reed played okay uh, a lot of that Webb Simpson looked awful. Yeah, I mean, honestly, just but that that group awful. did not look excellent. And what I thought was really interesting is that you know Webb Simpson. It'd be interesting if I I don't know if people have actually asked Tiger about this, but you know Webb Simpson 
does have a pretty good track record of working with Kucher, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and, Kuch- I and that one. That, that I think that was a whiff. Obviously, it's you know we're going Monday morning quarterback right now, but I think you put up a, a fan favorite, Ricky Fowler, with with Patrick Reed. Yes, thank you. It's the you only way people like, will be Webb able to Simpson digest P. Reed. People don't like. You know they don't hate what, but but people people really 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 like Ricky Fowler. Yes. If yes. you put Fowler with Reed, it's it's a Fowler doesn't make birdies. I mean, come on. Um, so I thought that was that was an absolute whiff and a, and a question questionable pairing. They're saying, oh, you know, Simpson, this that three teams, this that you know, Walker Cup experience would be a good calming effect. I was just like, oh, that's just a freaking blah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Even Kucher. Kucher can get out there. Let the villains go take on the internationals. You know what I mean? Right. I was to say, why not Kuch and P. Reed? Double, that, up, on, that double like, up on the villains. Yeah, I was say, because then all of a sudden, just, you know, just if they let, lose. Let the crowd get it all out of their system. Yeah, they lose. Everybody's happy. If they win, it stings twice as bad. Like, what? Seriously. why not? I, 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 that was a real questionable pairing for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you saw I made a little quip on uh, a social media site, uh, the, the Facebook. Um, Hashtag handshakes and, bur- handshakes and You know, in, a, in, in air quotes, uh, hey, Cooch, uh, my people would like uh, like 30 minutes with your people. It's Patrick. <laughs> Give me a call back. <laughs> I did see that and did appreciate it. it. <laughs> I, I just, uh, you know, I think it's funny that, you know, you call them PR and, and, uh, and uh, you know, what he needs right now is some PR. Yes. You know, he, needs, yes. He, needs, he needs some help right now. His image is, uh, whoo! I can't remember. Uh, obviously, we thought Cooch was, you know, Cooch the Mooch. But uh, after seeing the video, and then they have video of him doing the same thing in the same waste bunker in 2015. It's just like, dude, the guy's a blatant cheater. Like all he's all he's doing is trying to get room behind the ball to make contact below the equator. It's like, and then he comes out and says the most stupid thing. Like, if I really wanted to cheat, I would have hit a better shot. It's like, dude, you even tried to sell it with your sawed-off reaction. Like, it's just the guy is a dumpster fire. Can we just talk about? Can we just transition right into Patrick? Green? I, I think that's only appropriate because, again, he 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 has managed to make himself, unfortunately, oh. the storyline of the Presidents Cup because he just can't quit being a fucking dickhead. I, I just so yeah, let's just jump right into this Patrick Reed thing. Uh, obviously, anybody who's unfamiliar. You have not been watching uh, the Golf Channel or been following uh, any kind of professional golf in the news for the last week. Even SportsCenter. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Reed basically improved his lie in a waste bunker, denied it, was shown the video evidence of it, and then said, oh, yeah, well, I mean, obviously, yeah, that's a penalty. Uh, look, at I see the sand move, but I didn't really see it move during, you know, when I was there. So, I mean, I, I didn't he think I broke- said he, he didn't see it, he didn't feel it. It's like, come on, dude. Like, you're a professional Like, you're literally, you're literally digging yourself a hole. I <laughs> Like you're well literally done. digging yourself a hole. <laughs> well like, done. Like you're moving, you're di- you're re- you're removing sand. Like you're digging yourself a hole. I just, I it, just, uh, and I know. And the crazy thing is, so th- this is my, this is one of my follow ups for you, boat. Is are you disappointed with the reaction of other professionals, especially those on Team USA, who seemingly are? kind of okay brushing this one aside and still embracing Patrick Reed as a teammate does that does that surprise you they're they're putting a band-aid on a bullet wound like they they have been instructed that this they they have to you know what I mean yeah um and you know who's just absolutely loving it uh well aside from 74 percent of the golfing public who else Kevin Kisner yeah god damn it oh Kisner is like I told you I told you this guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> like I, I flat out told you this guy's a piece of shit. Uh, you know the stealing and cheating in college, to having to transfer. But here's the thing. Once again, Kiz is right. Here's the thing, Kyle. He doesn't care. Patrick Reed doesn't care. Because what did he do when he transferred to Augusta State? Won two national championships. He's the Teflon Don of golf. Like the guy, literally, can just. Dig himself a hole uh, the size of a manhole cover, and then just block it out. It shocks me. It's, I mean, it's it's really the guy. I mean, that's he likes being the villain. He really does. Ever since what was it? Where where were they? Glen Eagles when he's shushing 
the internationals. I mean, the guy loves being the villain. He certainly does. I mean, to, to, in his defense, you know, if, if I'm trying to go, uh, de- you know, <laughs> if I'm trying to take the opposite side here, he is a great heel. I mean, he he, oh. he is savagely unlikable, and in a way that does really work. Oh, he's just got that. He's always got that look on his face. Ah, oh, God, I just I wish somebody would just slap you or something. You know? <laughs> I, yeah. I, no, he's he's got that. He, he owns it, man. He owns it. The guy loves being the villain. Yeah, and again, he's good at it. So, I, if if I put you into Tiger Woods' shoes, you know, playing Captain Tiger Woods, this controversy happens. Do you do anything? I mean, did did Tiger? seemingly not have any option or do you think given that circumstance i think he, tiger could have stepped in and either benched him or you find I mean, a replacement. i think I mean, he, how, how you do- don't want to you don't want to it's a team thing uh I, he had to play him in the first day just to get it out of the system uh i think tiger to be honest was hoping that maybe he didn't play that well yeah just so he could sit him um, and the sad part is, it seemed like he was kind of carrying Webb he, Simpson. I he mean, totally he, was. Webb Simpson was hitting it. He was just mapping it. Yeah. Um, and you know, PRPR, he uh, he likes these cup things. I mean, he, dude, he. Let's not forget, we're talking about former Captain America here. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, uh, that's really unfortunate. So much drama. <sighs> So much drama. Cameron Smith, dude, just shut up. <laughs> you don't like Cam Smith throwing fuel on the fire. Just shut up. Like, and you know what? Good for Ernie Els for sitting down that freaking little chihuahua. Yeah, I, I was actually going to say I, I, that that had to have been part he of the why tot- he didn't play, right? He could have totally put Cam Smith up against Patrick Reed, but he totally shut that down. Cheers to you, Ernie Els, for not letting this story hopefully get any bigger than it needs to yeah well said um because that could have been a just a the ratings would have been great uh it, it would it, we would have benefited it would have been great to watch you know what i mean oh dude the the twitter verse and the people that love the you know espn first take and stuff like that that would have been oh, a wet dream that would have been, been absolute lot, dream to put a lot up of against cameras each other. Oh. a lot of cameras on that on, on that group mm-hmm. um but, but I mean, yeah, good, 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 good for you, Ernie. Admittedly, though, if that was the case, it would have deprived of deprived all of us of seeing Tiger Woods absolutely just light that golf course on fire yesterday. Which, um, yeah, I, I do want to get back to kind of you know round one and kind of looking ahead to the last three days of the Presidents Cup. But yeah, um, with this P Reed thing, um, I, I do have a question. You know, I, I think Rory McIlroy went on the Golf Channel and kind of said that part of the reason that this is you know becoming what it is is because it's Patrick Reed that even before this. He was probably the most unlikable guy in professional golf. So, yeah, I, I yep. guess my, my question. I totally you, agree. You, you do agree. So I was gonna say. I totally agree. Is, let's say this is. And uh, how much better has Rory gotten behind a microphone? Whoa, it, it, it's like night and day. I, I he is taking someone has coached all him up, the right. Dude. Oh, dude, we talked about it. Like, what was it like four years ago when he came out and said he didn't get into golf to grow the game? Yes, and we talked about that, right? Yes, we did. And it's like, dude, you just signed a two hundred fifty million dollar contract. Like, do you think you'd be signing that contract if it wasn't for Jack and Arnold and Gary who grew the game? My guess, especially is no. overseas. Yeah, they would take a. Sometimes those guys didn't want to fly. They would take a boat in the early days. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, come on, Rory. And now he's just pulled a complete one eighty, and says all the right things. And um, just applause to you, Rory. I'm be- becoming a fan very quickly. P. P. Reed's guys need to get in touch with uh, not just Cooch PR guys, but also maybe maybe Rory's PR guys because he he has seemingly found a way to become much more likable. And but then again, I say that, and I'm not sure P. Reed wants to be likable. So maybe maybe that's not the case after all. Anyway, <laughs> he loves being the villain. He, I mean, maybe someone will get in his ear and go, "Hey, dude, like, do you want to have a sponsor ever again?" Because when these Sponsorship deals expire. There's going to be no one knocking at the door. No, not not a person. But he does. Hey, what does he care, man? He's got Justine, bro. He's he's got he's got <laughs> the he's got the loveliest lady in the entire world to go home to. He's not worried about a thing. Um, I, I was going to say, like, obviously we think it's it's probably worse because it is P. Reed. But as yeah. an example, let's say let's say this was Tommy Fleetwood that this happened to last weekend. Certainly, Tommy Fleetwood probably would have called himself out. But let, let's just say he didn't, and the same thing happened where he didn't realize it, and then he called him out, and then he acknowledged that he definitely you know, mistakenly did it. What kind of a reaction is there for like a Tommy Fleetwood versus a Patrick Reed in this? It's kind of a situation? non-story. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because it's obviously, you know, it would be his first thing, but it's like he, 
Patrick has so much baggage. It's mm-hmm. like anything he does wrong is going to get blown way out of proportion. And then he says the wrong things. I do. You know what I mean? If I'd have cheated, I'd have given myself a good lie, and then yeah. I would have hit it close. It's like, whoa, that is some. It's like, yeah, that's some, <laughs> dude. Your your mind is all messed up. Um, but it's uh, yeah, you, you, you ain't first or last. You ain't cheating. You ain't yeah, trying. That's right. Uh, that's rubbing right. is racing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just I hate to say it. Just like, come on, Patrick. Just like, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut. Just do the right thing. Yeah, it, it was. Have, tough, have someone be your shadow, like you know, the good angel, good devil, left shoulder, right shoulder. Like if you're thinking about, just just have someone there to veto it. Nope. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, Phil and Bones talked about when Phil would want to go for the one in a million shot, and Bones said he had that was a great, great interview on Faraday. He's like, oh yeah, Bones had a veto. It's <laughs> so like at any point during the round. He had one veto where he'd be like, Phil, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Patrick Reed re- needs one of those like, needs a life 24 veto. hours a day, <laughs> like on and off the golf course. <laughs> like, no, Patrick, you're not going to say that. <laughs> you're not going to do that. You're not going to scrape away sand twice in a row with a camera directly behind you. I, no. What's crazy is going back and rewatching the video again this morning, it, it is kind of blatant. interesting that the, uh, the announcers in real time didn't notice it at first, and it was only when they went back to the slow mo replay that they started to notice it. I, I, I don't know. Is well, because it's a waste bunker. You can ground your club, right? Mm-hmm. You can ground your club, but that's he was clearly dragging sand out of there. Yeah, exactly. It exactly. was. I mean, it was so blatant. <sighs> Man, that guy. What? It was so blatant. Like yeah. he should have been like, you know what? I got carried away. I, I should have called myself on it, but I didn't. And now I'm getting the two-stroke penalty. I apologize. It was a horrible uh, misjudgment. On uh, I apologize. I was 100% wrong. He takes that stance. People are like, okay, you cheated, but at least you're at least you're kind of owning up to it. Instead of going, oh, yeah, I didn't really. Th- and then I saw the camera angle, and I was like, oh, boy, I did. You know, just like the aw shucks, you got me. Um, he just, he just. God, he dug himself a hole, man. It's hard to get out of. People, people don't. It, it, people memory in the golf game lasts a long time. Yeah, you know so, what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess that it's a great tra- way to transition back. So were you, were you surprised, or was it about what you were expecting in terms of the amount of heckling that Patrick Reed got out at Royal Melbourne yesterday? Because obviously he got it quite a the bit. First on the first, he was pretty good. The the guy goes, you're going to make your caddy carry 14 clubs and a shovel. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was pretty good. Um, but, they kept on asking the, who was a uh, Rolfing might've been following the group going. Yeah. He's been getting it pretty good, but he seems to be, and he apparently he dealt with it fine. He played way better than Webb Simpson. Yeah. He did. Maybe Webb Simpson just felt like he was walking on, walking on, <laughs> on eggshells uh he probably did which is why probably a hard probably a hard that's i i don't typically think of webb simpson as like a super mentally strong guy i mean just because you look at all the putter changes and um he's searching (laughs) he's searching that's when i go back to the pairing i'm like okay ricky fowler who's the most comfortable guy in his own skin on tour would have been a great pairing and they're not going to give Ricky so much shit. No, not at all. I but mean, uh, that's what's crazy. Yeah, he, he got he got a lot, but I think I think it was probably and they're they're knowledgeable golf fans. They really are. Um, if it was like reversed and we're playing in America, and say John Rom was in Patrick Reed's, oh, the Americans would have been drunk and they would have been all over the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all in all, I think it was probably just about as good as they could have hoped for. Yeah, and that one thing they kept saying on the broadcast was how the a lot of the Australian fans were kind of giving it to P. Reed, but they were being polite about it, which yeah. admittedly, uh, th- that's exactly the opposite. Because if there is one country that is known for brash, chest out, uh, just buffoonery, you know, Australia is, is right up there with us. I mean, those yeah. there's some one. I mean, you know, based on uh, you know my experience, you know. Again, yeah, you know, based on my experience, you know, going down, you know, to the to Southeast Asia, and you know, hanging out with a bunch of backpacking Aussies that are just, you know, 
enjoying a great gap year, you know, just really, just in, really, you know, just, just really, really finding themselves gap, out there. Yeah. And, and, uh, I mean, those guys are just so awesome and just, and, uh, I, I was hoping there was going to be some of those, uh, some of the Australian Daryls down there that were really giving it to him, but man, that props to them. They were really, uh, pretty well seemed, behaved. Yeah, pretty well behaved. So, and I, to their defense, it was, it was Thursday, you know, yes. our Wednesday, but their Thursday, yeah. they may, t- they may turn it up a little bit. I kind of hope they do, and I mean, and again, I, I'm very much rooting for Team USA here. Uh, but they probably it, work in our favor. I, I think so. Get these guys fired up, man. I think so. So, all right, let, just let's a bunch of guys that looked out there good, just going through the motions yesterday. Yeah, I mean, well, so let's let's go take a couple takeaways here from day one because again, I think people are going to be listening to this podcast today and tomorrow. So you know, yeah. you know, after round two is in the books, but let's from what we've seen so far from round one, I noticed basically a lot of poor course management from Team USA. A lot of guys hitting drivers when there really wasn't any reason to. Uh, a lot of guys kind of not playing balls to the right spots. I, I can't even tell you how many times I saw guys forgetting where they were and flying the ball to the hole, and then all of a sudden it bounces off the rock surface that is the greens at Royal Melbourne, and all of a sudden they have a 15, 20-foot comeback or if they're not over the green. I mean, this is one of those golf courses where the firm and fast playing conditions are to the point where unless you've got a short iron or a wedge in your hand and you know for a fact you can put up enough spin on that thing to keep it where it needs to be uh, you're playing front middle of the green and letting that thing release to the hole and it seemed like for the first on the front nine yesterday i did not see team usa really figuring that out it it was it was was shocked shocked with how poor the course management management seemed in day one so i there's some poor poor uh poor green flags uh green lights um yeah no, and and it's a lot of those guys haven't played there, um, so it, it takes a little getting used to. Like uh, Zinger kept saying, they'll adjust. Yes. Um, they're so good. The, yeah. the, they'll adjust. They're probably uh, jet lag free by now, hopefully. And uh, I think getting their teeth kicked in yesterday is probably a good thing. I think they come out today, and uh, I mean, I wouldn't be. I, I think they're probably going to win three to two, uh, three and a half to one and a half. They're going to get right back in this thing. That would be pretty great. So, go, um, going, no, into, going good, into Friday foursomes. Yeah. yeah. Well, so going to Friday foursomes. Uh, I think the biggest thing that stands out to me is I'm I'm still very very surprised that Tiger has put P. Reed and Webb Simpson back together for day two. Uh, that that one, that uh, that I don't know. Uh, it made no sense blown. to me. Yeah, made made no sense. Uh, and Ernie L seems to be putting some really great. I mean, I got to tell you right now, the first group out for Friday foursomes. Uh, Matt Kuchar and Dustin Johnson, which in itself, I guess, makes sense, but also it's not a pairing that I would have thought I would I was going to see going into this Presidents Cup. But going up against Adam Scott and Louis Oosthuizen, that that international duo right there is probably one of the most. I mean, those are two of my favorite golf swings in the entire world. Yeah. Going up against uh, you know Dustin Johnson, who by all accounts has a really impressive and useful golf swing, uh, mm-hmm. but Dustin Johnson has a golf swing that I wouldn't call like really pretty. It's just, it works great. I, what is that move that he does? It seems like he folds his, his wrist back at the top of his back. So he kind of cocks him in a way that I, I don't see. Is there, is there a, yeah, a he's got, he's got, he's got a real bowed wrist. Um, yeah, it's uh it's a unique move, but uh, that's something you can't, you don't, you don't want to teach out of a player. Right. right. Um, if it that's, works, that's, that's his move. Yes. That's, he's been doing that and doing that well. Yeah. Um, and then Cooch obviously has got a great, you know, nice smooth swing, but dude, Louie and Adam Scott, I mean, I, I admittedly love both of those. Those are two of my favorite guys on tours. As I said, two of my favorite golf swings on tour. And if they come out hot and they go, you know, three up in the first six, do Cooch and DJ have the juice to get back in something like that? Okay. So I have that, I have that written down as an absolute loss. I, I think, I think they're going to get beat probably four and three. Mm-hmm. Um, can't lay and Shoffley. Little nerves yesterday from Shoffley. Yes. Can't lay, but I, Hadwin and Neiman are two grinders, uh, two good ball strikers. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, Can't lay and Shoffley are just just a little bit better players than those guys, and I think they probably get it done fairly easily. Yeah, because um, if the, both those guys have their B game, they're going to win three and two. They're unbelievable ball strikers and putters. Yeah. Um, Reed and Simpson, I, I got that as a loss. So the more I think about it, I think that they probably go three and two. Tiger and Justin Thomas are going to destroy Matsuyama and Ben on. And uh, Woodland and Fowler, I think Fowler comes out and just puts on an absolute stripe show. 
I hope, dude. I hope you're right. It would be awesome because if Ricky comes out and he plays a good round of golf in round two, you got to think that he's uh, he's going to be headlining days three and four. I mean, I, I I still am a little surprised. You know, I know I know yeah. he was an alternate coming in uh, for for Kepka, but uh, I I was pretty surprised to not see Ricky in there for day one, and I, I'm sure Tiger probably felt like that had to be the case. Um, but you know, one the one guy that I thought stood out yesterday, aside from Webb Simpson, as I just couldn't believe how many poor golf shots I was watching him hit was Tony Finau. Um, yeah, especially on the greens, man. He seemed like he was spooked, like absolutely yeah. spooked on no, the greens. The first, the first, the first putt he hit was like that, maybe left edge, six feet uphill, and he pulled that. And he missed the left side of the cup by like four inches. That that was a putt that, as an eight and a half handicap, I will hit. You're and, and, you're at least hitting the hole. Yeah, I mean it was it was bad, and then you know obviously Deschambeau was actually getting sit today, which, which by the way. Uh, I know he said that he wants to get big. Uh, Dude, he got really big. He got big, man. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> gains. gains. Yeah, yeah, with a Z. The gains with, with a Z. Z. Oh, my uh, gosh. I, yeah, he got big. I, I didn't really notice it. I, I don't know. I, I guess I wasn't really tracking what his distance was off the tee compared to last year, but uh, I, I didn't really notice any change in Bryson's golf game. Did you? No. No. Uh, interesting. I, although I did get a lot to, so, you know, little little – Side note here: uh, Since I was abandoned for a full week uh, through last week, I did get the uh, the breakdown from my my caddy up there, Tommy, that Bryson actually has an old abandoned caddy on his bag, uh, who oh, was nice. there for several years that uh, left and is now making himself quite a uh, quite a nice annual salary on Bryson's bag. So he's he's kind of the guy that all the guys abandoned are kind of like, uh, that's awesome, but fuck that guy. I wish it was me. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Oh, which is pretty great, but. Um, yeah, man. Interesting. Do, do you think it was wise to sit DeChambeau and Finau both for day two? Uh, in the foursomes format, probably. Um, you know, those are two guys that I think probably, even in a four-ball scenario, they're kind of just doing their own thing, playing their own game, playing to their own strengths. Um, so I, I'm not surprised with those guys sitting. Um I think I think Ricky's going to light it up today, and I think he's going to play the rest of the matches. I think you'll see that. I hope so. Um, but I, I I expect I I think you you might if Reed doesn't absolutely just stripe it today. I think you sit both him and Simpson uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah. I can't um, say you're wrong. I, now, question: What did you think of DJ coming out? I mean, he hasn't played any. Oh, rusty, rusty. Just I rusty. mean the the. The ego putty missed from like two and a half feet. That stroke just like was wow, dude. That guy won a U.S. Open. What the? <laughs> um, yeah, no, he looked rusty. And then he's coming off the knee thing too. But at, uh, you know, based on a couple of the driver swings I saw him make, I don't think he's uh, he's too cautious uh, on that knee. Um, yeah, just rusty. Uh, I, I I bet he plays. Uh, I think he's going to play good today. I, um, I, I, think I, so I don't think Kucher will. Um, but. I, we need Dustin Johnson. Yes. The next three rounds. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully he starts trending where he needs to be. Yeah, the rumor was that he was getting a little bit uh, a little bit loose and was kind of uh, acclimatizing himself to Lynx Golf. Apparently, last week when I was at Bannon Dunes, the rumor was going on when we were playing Old McDonald, there was one group that had a cart, which uh, if you're familiar with Bannon, the, there are no carts. It's walking only. Yeah. But there was a cart out there, and uh, the caddies – you know, started whispering to one another, saying that it was uh, it was Dustin Johnson in the cart, getting you know getting a little loose and trying to get his uh, you know get his beak wet uh, with the Lynx golf. Now it has not been confirmed. When I asked my my contact at Banadoons if Dustin Johnson was there, he had not heard about it. But uh, if if that is the case, I was I was hoping that he might have been a little a little better. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, this is going to be fascinating. So uh, aside from. You know, aside from all the groups of things like that, uh, for me at least, you know, it has been, again, and this is where my, my inner nerd is really, really going to come out, but I have loved, loved watching these guys play this golf course. Do, do you have any initial takeaways from this yeah, tournament in terms like of the golf course? Such a fun track. Um, just just uh, the way the balls just, you know, right, right into the bunkers around the greens. Yes. That, that, that was Kenzie, the, yeah, that was the um, big one I wanted to ask. Is that do you think that is something that the American golfing public could get behind? Is those you know really tight bunkers that are basically they roll from the green surface into the bunker edge where there's no no less rubber. maintenance. 
<laughs> yeah. Less maintenance. Let's, I think I think a lot of the courses around here would be really cool. Um, I don't know if you heard, uh, but Oakmont is going to be shutting down. For good. Um, or for Monday, renovation. Monday, no renovation. Uh, the opposite. Monday, they're shutting down either to April or through April. Um, I guess the loan fell through. Oh, no. In the purchase. And um, supposedly, they're just going to be mowing greens and tees. But if they do that, they're going to lose the fairways. Um, oh, no. So hopefully, they figure out a way to at least uh, maintain the fairways a little bit. Because if they let them get really high and you, you, you know, you just, you'll just scalp them and you'll lose, you'll lose the fairways. Um, so hopefully we just found that out this week. Uh, hopefully something happens to where they can at least get people to still maintain the golf course. Yeah. Yeah. That would be Uh, golf courses. I should say golf courses. Yeah. So what what you're saying is probably that, uh, that putting bunkers up to the green edges, not going to be happening at Oakmont anytime soon. No, no. Okay, but, but I think it, it would be really cool if more courses did it that way. Meadow Club tried to do that to go back to the original McKenzie look, and when they did, it was awesome. Yeah. Um. God, it's it, it, this course reminds me a lot of a lot of Meadow Club. Yeah, that's actually a really that's a great observation because uh, you know just in terms of just the uh, the surrounds do do feel pretty similar. And I got to yeah. tell you, man, there there were a couple shots yesterday that it was just so much fun to watch these guys when they were missing and going into the woods. To, to actually be sitting there and wondering how are they going to play this because now they have options and the I can't remember exactly who it was I know Tiger had one that he that he punched out and ran up to the, like just in front of a green somewhere but it, as a viewer to me it's so much more fun watching it when there actually is multiple different things that these guys could possibly be doing and then you kind of you know the, there's all the suspense and they hit the golf shot and then you get to find out how they decided to play it as opposed to you know most of American golf where they kind of have to get in the air some way, somehow. Uh, I don't know. As a viewer, again, this is where my inner nerd's coming out, but uh, I, I found it to be a really compelling and really enjoyable watch just just from the way these guys were trying to get around the golf course. Yeah, I like, you know, I saw Justin Thomas hit one from almost like a, and I kind of like how they don't, it seems like they're efficient, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't maintain just off their fairways, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I kind of like that, where... You shouldn't, the rough shouldn't be, you know, the same length. So you know how the ball is going to come out. Like it's on a lie by lie scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even on the last hole, uh, I saw Webb Simpson come up like 30 yards short and you heard him yell on TV. Oh, it didn't jump. Like that's, that's what you have to be able to read a lie as a professional golfer. Yes. Um, and that's, that's part of it. Uh, I, I, I love it. I love the look of the golf course. It looks natural. It looks like he literally didn't have to do a whole lot of moving mm-hmm. um, when he designed the thing. It, it looks, it is so pleasant and it's so refreshing to see. You know what I mean? I because you go more. to some of these, you go to some of these tour venues, and it's like, how much time did they spend on that rough that's never going to come into play? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Like maintenance-wise, hours, cost, why? You know what I mean. I don't have a good. I, I, know, I have a good answer for you. <laughs> I know. I know. Pasatiempo started doing the same thing. In between, in between holes. Remember mm-hmm. that when that when the irrigation thing. Do you remember yes, reading that in the magazine? I do. So it's it's getting back to the to the way these courses were meant to be seen. And I love it. Yeah, I I I really I enjoy love it. the rugged look. I love it. It's pure. Well, and on top of that, just just to you know, <laughs> just to jump on the back of what you just said is, if you're missing the fairways and you're hitting into the rough. What right do you have to a lie exactly the way you? I mean, if you miss the fairway, shouldn't you, you know, kind of be penalized by not knowing what's going to happen? I mean, yeah. If if you don't hit the, the course, ball, is only seven thousand yards. This is a this is a pitch and putt for those guys. Yeah, and especially and it's firm and fast, which means you know if you take the roll into account. Well, the first hole is three eighty five, and those guys were driving it over the green. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's seven thousand yards probably for these guys playing more like a sixty seven hundred yard course. Oh, way and, less than that. And, I mean, and, it's yeah. For the, and, the, and those guys, the Americans, get up and wail on it. You know, they, they didn't manage their games well, and four mm-hmm. one is that's the result. Yeah, I mean, here's a here's a random uh, a random question for you. If Tiger put the driver and the three wood away, and he just committed to only hitting two iron stingers all week, do you think he actually would ultimately, if he was playing stroke play, do you think he actually would play any worse? 
No, he would <laughs> he, he would treat this just like the British <laughs> Open. He won where he hit, didn't hit didn't hit one driver all week. God, that guy's so fucking good at golf. <laughs> He's so mentally strong. And He's the, so good. And, Dude, that that round yesterday was so fun to watch. He oh. was, oh my goodness, he was that he was, was putting on a clinic, man. It was so, that was fantastic. Yeah, it was really really good. So, I guess my next question to you is: Is there any scenario throughout this Presidents Cup where Tiger is not playing, where he is pure? No, right? He can't. He know? Does he? He has to know. He's the it's, best player on the American team right now, right? It's, and it's not like Ryder Cup where it's thirty six, thirty six singles. You know what I mean? It's eighteen. And they did. He only played what? He only played fourteen holes. He, did they win four and three? So I guess he won. Uh, they played fifteen holes or did, fifteen holes. So yeah. he. I mean, he's he's got to be fresh. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't see any reason. I mean, maybe. And it's not a super taxing walk either. That's another maybe part that's great about the, the only, if he wasn't going to play one. I think the only one he doesn't play is foursomes tomorrow. Yeah. But that's the. I, I think he's. Yeah, I, I, we need him to play five. He probably knows that. Down, if they were up four one, then I think he plays four out of five. Yeah, I uh, think it all depends on how today goes. But as good as he's playing, and he looks extremely pain free, and he looks flexible and agile. I five, let's do it. Let's go, f- go get five points, Tiger. I, I like the sound of that. Uh, get your record up to get you get yourself a winning record. <laughs> uh, question for, from the international team's uh, point of view: Was there anybody on that team that uh, you were surprised by or really impressed with yesterday? That you Sung think- I mean, we've we have talked about Sung in the past. I mean, that guy. The guy is a robot. He is such a good ball striker. Dude, that chip and eagle on one was slick. Yeah, oh, he's man. and he's got a little bit of a belly. Which I which I like. Which I like him and Ben on. How are you not going to root for the guys that are like maybe twenty five pounds overweight? You know what I mean? No, those, those are the guys. Those are the heroes the guys that we that, need. They wear extra larges, Kyle. They're not wearing mediums. <laughs> those are my guys. <laughs> those uh, are my guys. They were so, dude. They were just so like. And the thing is, they didn't seem like they were rattled at all. They were ready for dude, the those guys were, And and all the reports are is that that team has been super loose this week. I would hope so. Yeah. And you obviously. You know, the big easy is your captain, probably the most easygoing guy ever. I guarantee those guys are cracking beers at night. Uh, you know, Ernie's legendary for being able to put him back. Hell yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you got like Ogilvy, just like Mr. Cool. Mike Weir, the Canuck. Uh, who else they got there? Immelman, South African, just super easygoing. I guarantee that team room is having a blast. Oh, you know what I mean? For sure. For sure. I guarantee Ernie was like, okay, on paper, this and that. And, Adam Adam Scott has a little bit of a stick up his butt, but the rest of those guys are pretty easygoing guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for and sure. It seems like they're they're all just getting along great. Like, just no handshake after the win, just straight hug. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys are having fun, man. You got to play loose. They got they're playing like they got nothing to lose, and they don't. Yeah, it's pretty. It's really impressive, man. Um, so one them, one day sure. in, you know, the day two is probably is kicking off here in a few hours. Uh, yeah. g- give me a couple. Give me some predictions here. So I. You, it sounds to me like you're per, you know, you think the U.S. might go win three two or I, I like two three, and a half. You know, yeah, I, three. I like three two. Uh, the three and a half, one and a half, a very outside chance, but I think they go three two. Um, yeah, I think uh, or the, even a, even a split, but they just can't lose anymore. Right. So that if, if they, T- today if, is the same type of deal. Like you can you, you can't win the tournament today, but you certainly lose it. Yes, you can. So if they like if they get if they get hounded again today, then it's it's over. It's, especially the way those yeah. internationals are playing. And I think for all of us, we want we want some compelling golf to watch on, yeah. on Friday and Saturday here. So let, let's hope they do. If they win three two today, that puts them down six four going into the last two days of the tournament. Extremely what, what, doable. What, what do you, what do you with, see with still twenty points available? Right. So what's what's your what's your prediction here for the remainder of this Presidents Cup boat? Uh, you know, I think I, I do think the Americans are going to come back and win. Um, Big just comeback. because there's twelve points available in singles, mm-hmm. and it will be there probably sixth or seventh day playing in a row and they should be completely acclimated to the time zone and conditions. Um, it, and we've got some really good match play players uh, with really good match play records. Um, and you just look at Dustin Johnson, whoever he plays, he can probably overpower a little bit. Uh, Kucher, 
is a guy you don't want to play in a max play format because mm-hmm. he's just going to fairway and greens you to death. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Cantlay and Shoffley, and it's like, okay, great ball strikers, long, great putters. I will like whoever they're getting pitted against. Patrick Reed, I'm going to love in a singles match. Uh, Webb Simpson, I think he's the weakest link on the team. Um, Tiger Woods is going to dominate. Justin Thomas is going to get acclimated to the, he, and he's learning too. He hits some, he, you know, you're used to seeing the guy just go full throttle, even with like pitching wedges and sandwiches. He hit a couple shots yesterday where he took a little off knowing that the first hop wouldn't be as explosive. Um, I, I I'm going to like that guy who gets yeah. whoever he he's pitted against. He's learning on the fly. Exactly. And then Woodland, his, his major champion pedigree is going to kick in at some point. And Ricky Fowler, I think he's almost giddy to the point. Like he's so excited to be out there playing today here in mm-hmm. a couple hours. I think he's going to have a really good week. So I, I think the Americans do come back and win, but I think it's going to be close and I think it's going to be really dramatic. And, uh, I just, you know, hope it's weather wise isn't, you know, we don't get any rain or anything like that, but, uh, gosh, so hopefully some fireworks on this awesome, awesome golf course. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if I'm just throwing my two cents out there, I actually don't know. I, I really don't have a good sense at all through one day of who's going to win. But I am. I almost feel like this is absolutely bound to come down to the last two or three singles matches. Oh, that'd on be the great. Last day. I, I feel like this is going to be Saturday night prime time. Oh my gosh, this is what golf has been needing forever. Oh. <laughs> forever. <laughs> oh, more events in Australia, please. I mean, also by the way, did I don't know if you had that thought when I was watching. I was like, man, this is so much fun. The time that this is on. The, but oh. the way these golf courses look, wouldn't it be so much better if there were two or three big Australian events that all the top players in the world were playing in every year? I mean, this, is, while, this is such a great treat, For a man. while, they used to get a lot of the top Americans to go play in the Australian Open, the Australian Masters, the Australian PGA. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I remember this was probably like, you know, you know, eight, ten years ago. And it's like all the big names were going over there. Um, I'm all for it, man. Yeah. Especially if it's on golf courses like this. Oh, a golf courses like this in prime time on Friday and Saturday night, like it, that, send it, dude. That's full send. Just said, get get it done. Uh, all right, that's awesome. Uh, Boat. Any last thoughts on uh, the Presidents Cup before we go to tales from the golf shop? No, uh, you know, just uh, hopefully Patrick Reed can kind of maybe just play lights out to save what's left of his image. Um, <laughs> But besides that, just uh, enjoy. It's I think it's it's gonna be really good, really I, good watching. I think so too. And uh, I, admittedly, I am really excited to uh, to jump back on here with you when it's all said and done to kind of uh, take look at everything in the rearview mirror and uh, see how everything shakes out because it it, uh, it it is promising to be a really really fun couple of days here. And uh, through through one day, even with the Americans down, uh, man, this is this is really enjoyable to watch from a guy who gets a little tired and a little bent out of shape watching 72 hole stroke play on american golf courses over and over again this is this is a real delight uh oh yeah from a golf nerd standpoint um all right man with that being said I, since i haven't had you on in a couple weeks you know i've been you know obviously on my big golf trip you've been you know coordinating your tournament uh that uh, apparently went really really well um, yeah, I did. any any stories from the golf shop or tales tales from the uh, the links the links in Bene valley you know there hasn't been uh hasn't been too much we've had a little weather but, uh, you know, it, it's always, it's always my favorite when the caller ID pops up and, and you know, the person and they, they pretend not to, you know, <laughs> know that I know that who who's calling and, you know, after like a one day of rain and it's like, so how's the course? Uh, and, and I'm just holding back, like you live on the fifth fairway. <laughs> Like (laughs) when you literally walk your dog every day, you can see how the course looks and you've been playing here for over 30 years. (laughs) You've got a pretty good feel for how the golf course is going to bounce back after one day of rain, you know? And it's always, and it's, you get the people too that are like, you know, like they call in and they're just like, so how long is it going to be before the course is playable? You know, and then you're just holding, you're just holding back. And it's like, dude, we got a quarter inch of rain and you played here last Thursday. It was hard as a rock. Like what? what, what turn that frown upside down. Part yeah, of it's playing real nice out here, man. What, like, what you- 
the greens are as good as possible. The fairways are freaking great and green. What are you? Well, come on out. <laughs> Let's quit uh, being so negative. Get so negative. And any uh, and any bad feedback from folks when you tell them that uh, there there is going to be no uh, carts on the course today. We're cart path only. Lot. It's you get the people that are like, and then you get the opposite people that are like, oh, it can't be that bad, you know. And after the last round, we got like three or four inches, right? And they're like, so uh, ninety degrees, and there's literally like <laughs> standing water on the putting green, <laughs> you know, just puddling up in the <laughs> next to the putting green, and it's like, yeah, sorry, we're uh, you know we're car path only for the next couple of days, you know, barring the more rain comes in, they're like even on the front nine and it's just like yeah dude they called that thing an atmospheric river like that wasn't scattered showers you know what i mean uh, and I, you know i feel like i'm going back on what i told the guy after a little bit of rain but it's like you live in this zip code it's like the, there's been valley's a bubble but it's not like a bubble bubble <laughs> like the, the amount of rain reported in the newspaper and on the news, like that's that's pretty accurate. They may not always be right on the forecast, but the amount of rainfall, that's a scientific thing. That's that's pure math. Golfers so, are a special bunch, aren't they? Yeah, let's. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um, but it, I, I will tell you, man, it's it's the holiday season. Even if it's going to be dumping, we're going to be packed because, as everyone knows, the easiest gift for Christmas is a gift card to a golf course because people hate paying greens fees. <laughs> it's the easiest gift for everyone that anyone that plays golf, even if it's once a year, it's like, Oh, I don't want to go spend a bunch of money. Let's, oh, I have a gift card. Oh, okay. I'll go play it too. I mean, it's, it's, it's a genius, especially it's getting harder and harder to buy things for people. Right. Always. Everything is so personalized, whether it's clothing, or, the gift card, is the easiest stocking stuffer ever. And we'll get we'll get someone coming in like a grandma who's got like 20 grandchildren and it's a $25 gift card, you know what I mean? But then you'll get the wife coming in and she'll come in and pay for the annual and put like, you know, $1300 on a gift card. So when the husband goes to sign up for the annual after the first of the year, he just hands over a gift card. That's great. You know what I mean? It really is like think about it as, you know, it's like, oh god. I got to buy another glove, another 15 bucks. If you got a gift card, Kyle, hello. Hello. That's a no brainer. <laughs> you know, like the, the, the meme, we will splurge on the golf course for a $30 six pack, right? Like <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. But when you go in the pro shop to buy a glove, it's like, Oh, you just hate parting ways with that 20. <laughs> you know what I mean? The gift card uh... is the greatest thing for greens fees, merchandise, use it for a, you can buy a range card with it. I mean, the gift card at golf courses has made a lot of people's lives a lot easier. Yes. Could not agree more. And, uh, whew, yeah, those $30 six packs, that would have felt pretty good. When I was abandoned, I bought four cocktails and I had a bill of 72 bucks. That one, uh, oh. whew, that was, uh oh. actually, I, I will ask you this. I, I talked about this a little bit on the, uh, the abandoned dunes, like buddy trip, uh, recap podcast that I recorded uh, a couple nights ago that I have not released yet. But, yeah. uh, the, the drink of our trip was the transfusion, which I guess, I've never had before, but apparently it's very big among luxury and high-end golf courses. Are you familiar with this cocktail? No. Oh, please my gosh, don't. Boat. It is so good, brother. I, again, we talked about it a lot on the other podcast, but uh, vodka, and for you know, for the purposes of our trip, we're, so double vodka, ginger ale, and then, ready, grape, actual grape juice. Not grape, you know, concentrate, just an actual really? legitimate, a splash of grape juice. Not a whole lot, just a splash with a, with a, with a wedge of lime. Okay. Vodka, ginger ale, splash of grape juice with a lime. Unbelievable. Dude, I'm looking so at these, good. I'm looking at these pairings for the QBE shootout. <laughs> and guess 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 what team just popped up on the bottom of the screen? I, I'm I'm fascinated. Please tell me. Charlie Hoffman and Kevin Kisner. God. How good would they be on the team right dude, now? Dude, I was gonna say Charlie Hoffman, I, I know he hasn't been playing sensational golf in twenty nineteen, but dude. He brings it at the Masters every year, and uh, you know if he if he plays that good on one Alistair McKenzie golf course, you got to think it might be transferable just a little bit. And then obviously, dude, Kiz, Kiz would just be so good on this team. Hoffman man. and Kisner, God, that's almost kind of insulting to my sensibilities, knowing those guys are playing the QBE shootout while oh. P. Reed 
<laughs> and Tony <And> Finau. <laughs> Charles Howell third. Oh, man. Oh, How good mean, is that guy in a foursmas format? Oh, you mean like only Probably the most, a little better than Webb Simpson? You mean only the most consistent golfer over the last 15 years? Oh. The Tiger Woods? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, wow. there, There's always going to be people that qualify and you got to live with. Yeah. But uh, th- th- those three guys right there. Uh, that would have been I real nice. Really helped this week. That would have been real nice. Uh, well, on that note, boat, uh, I, I think we're going to put that as a wrap, man. Uh, any, yeah. any parting uh, thoughts you'd like to share with uh, with me and, and our loyal listeners before we yeah. bid them adieu? Yeah, to the listeners out there, yeah, swing the club in the garage or go to a covered yes. driving range. It just just for five ten minutes a day. It's muscle uh, muscle memory. Don't let that rust build up. No, please don't. And really, is it is it just me or is it more satisfying to practice? in the middle of winter time. I, I never oh, want to practice. In you, summer you almost like, as soon as you get done, you're almost just like patting yourself on the back. Like you didn't have to do that, but you did that. I'm proud of you. <laughs> just like talking to yourself. Like, you know, it's like, it's like for lazy guys. It's it's like the lazy guy going to the gym. You know what I mean? Go hit a small bucket. You walk out of there just feeling like, Oh yeah, I feel like a hundred bucks. I did my job today. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sense of achievement. <laughs> oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I agree. You know what? When we get off this podcast boat, I'm going to release this thing ASAP, and then I'm going to go into my living room, and I'm going to and I'm going to start swinging right to the, the wedge putty, a mat. I'm going to start swinging the wedge a little bit, going to roll a few putts. Things are going to feel good, brother. Got to really, do it. Really, really good. Uh, awesome, man. Well, boat. On that note, thank you so much, man. Uh, it, if this felt really, really good to get right back into the routine after a couple a couple weeks without you, this it feels good to be back with you, brother. Me too. I missed you. I, wow. I, I missed you, Boat. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, brother. All right, man. Well, uh, take care, Boat. Uh, let's let's plan on let's let's get right back at it after the Presidents Cup's over. I don't know if it's going to be Sunday Absolutely. night or Monday, but let's let's get back into it and talk. Uh, you know, we could talk a little QBE shootout, and uh, we'll talk a lot of Presidents Cup, and we'll get after, it, brother. I'm in. Awesome, awesome. All right, Boat. As always, thank you very much, everybody who's listening. Thank you. If you want to support the podcast, do not forget to leave me and Boat a rating and a review on iTunes. Very, very helpful. Um, and other than that, if uh, if you got any buddies or friends that uh, you think would enjoy the podcast, always appreciate a referral as well. Uh, but other than that, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, until next time, adios. Later, boys and girls.